1 John 1, 1 John 1, 1 to 4. It says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and shew unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifest unto us. That which we have seen and heard, declared we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. If you let Jesus in your heart, He will send the Holy Spirit to guide guide and direct you. In 1 John 5, verse 12 and 13, it says, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son hath not life. In these things have I written unto you, that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know ye have eternal life. I'm going to repeat that. That ye may know ye have eternal life. And that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. You know, this, this time of the year, we like to decorate our houses, right? Interior, outside, put up lights. And we go shopping. We like to get gifts for each other because we love them. We want to show our love this time of the year. The Christmas, Christmas stores are playing Christmas music. And it, it's a good time. It really is. Uh, this is all good, but just, just like we like to decorate our houses, uh, Jesus would like to decorate our hearts. In Ezekiel 36, verse 26, it says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. He doesn't want, he doesn't want just part of your heart. He wants everything. He wants com- complete control over your life. But he's not going to force it on you. He's only going to take, he's only going to decorate your heart if you let him. I'm going to read from Luke 1. If you want to turn to Luke 1, I'm going to be reading a lot. I hope that's okay. Luke was a doctor in his time and a historian. So he knew, he was, I believe Luke was very thorough. He's, in, in his writing, he was more, he's got more details than any other about Jesus' birth. In Luke 1, he says, Many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have fulfilled among us. They use the eyewitness reports circulating among us from the early disciples. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I also decided to write an accurate account for you, most honorable Theophilus, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish, Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abjeeb, I'm not sure what that word is, and his wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes. They were careful to obey all the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. One day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple. 
for his order was on duty that week, as was the custom of priests. He was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your Elizabeth will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure this will happen? I am an old man now. My wife is well along in years. Um, don't, we, don't we often, so, so many times, if God speaks to us, instead of just accepting it, we, we tend to question him. And that's what Zechariah was, was doing here. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Because he questioned, he could no longer speak until his child was born. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary, wondering why he was taking so long. When he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Then they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. When Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into, into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. In the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angels, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in, the, in her sixth month, for the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. 
A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he had said. Mary and Elizabeth were, I uh, believe they were cousins. Uh, they lived, according, according to history, they lived about 50 to 75 miles from each other. Um, today would, would be fairly close, but back then it was quite a deal to travel that far. Oh my, and this Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One is holy, and He has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear Him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down the prince from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with the empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. And Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back to her own home. And when it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zechariah after his father. But Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. What they exclaimed, there is no one in all your family by that name. So they used gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. He motioned for a writing tablet, and to everyone's surprise, he wrote, his name is John. Instantly, Zechariah could speak again. And he began praising God. All fell upon the whole neighborhood, and news of what had happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, What will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special way. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised. Through his holy prophets long ago, now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant. The covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestors Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies, so we can serve God without fear and holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High, because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide us to the path of peace. 
John grew up and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he began his public ministry to Israel. It's kind of seems kind of strange that he would be all alone living in the wilderness, but I guess I guess according to history, that's how prophets like they would oftentimes they would just keep to themselves maybe until they were ready to for their ministry. In Luke 2, it says, At that time the Roman Empire, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinus was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for a baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. I imagine there was, there was a lot of people there, because they were traveling, and... So they just stayed in the out in the they just stayed out in the barn, I guess. That night when there that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news. That will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem, let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. I believe it says in, I think in King James Version, it says that this happened through the night. When the angel appeared to the shepherds, it was through the night. And all of a sudden, I mean, the angel was just there. So they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angels even before he was conceived. Then it was time for the purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The law of the Lord says if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So they offered the sacrifice required in the law of the Lord either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. 
It says, At that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout, and was eagerly awaiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him, and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arm, praised God, saying, So, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. And Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to, to fall, and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. You can, I'd also like to read a little bit of Matthew 2, if you want to turn to that. It talks about the wise men. As Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that, about that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose. We have come to worship him. Now these, I imagine these were maybe scholars. I mean, they, they had to study the skies to know if there was a new star in the sky. I mean, that's pretty amazing. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of the religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? He, was, he felt very threatened because he was afraid someone's going to take over his kingdom, that his earthly kingdom that he had established. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, For this is what the prophet wrote, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd of, for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men. He learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back, tell me, so that I can go and worship him too. He, he wanted to kill him. That was his whole motive of that. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. I, I love the whole story. It's just the just the beginning of how Jesus came, and then all his life story of how he how he was offered up on the cross for you and me. He's our he's a perfect leader and savior, and there's no greater 
servant leadership than Jesus. Um, as of as of today, there's the Bible is still the greatest greatest book that was sold. Like there was more copies sold than any other, with over five billion that were sold. I'd, I'd like to ask. I like what you said, Tom. I'd I'd also like for us to remember the people around us in prayer. There's a lot of people who have to maybe spend their Christmas without a loved one, maybe for the first time, and it's not easy. And let's let's reach out to them, and let's remember them in in prayer this Christmas. I'd like to ask all of you to stand, and we'll have a prayer, and then afterwards I'll get Aaron to lead a song. Lord, we just come to you today. We're thankful that you came down on earth as a baby. We, we're thankful for your birthday, Lord. We just want to thank you at this time. I pray a special prayer for everyone in here that you might go with them, make their Christmas special, and just be with everyone throughout this Christmas and, and today. And we just ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And please stay standing while we sing this song. And after the song, I'll turn it back over here. Number 18.